you know, at some point, because the problem is, you know, when you're younger, and it might be different for some people, but, you know, I spend my whole time pleasing everybody else, you know, but once you have a kid, your priorities change. My life is now living around her. How do I make her happy? What's up and welcome to Nacho's Cafe. This is your boy, Will, a.k.a. Nacho. And today is Talk About It Tuesday, where me and a guest will sit and talk about it, whatever it is. And that's what we'll be talking about. You ready? I'm in my meeting. I told Hunter, he's like, I have to, I'm going to have that on the podcast. I'm in my meeting. (laughs) So cute in that. I tell Hunter all the time, I'm like, I got my meeting today and yesterday. He's like, another meeting? And I was like, and then one on Thursday. <laughs> okay. Sorry, back to back. This is life now. You got to expect it. <laughs> like, it acting it real important for no reason. <laughs> okay, so this is Talk About a Tuesday, one of my favorites. And today I have a guest. Her name is Bianca. And we used to work together. It was like, I should say seven years ago now, because when I started my journey becoming a Levi, Levi vendor. Yes, it's out there now. You guys know what I am. Um, I was working in Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> and she was uh, one of the visual, what, what do you call it? Like, what was your title? Because I know you were trimmer. like, trimmer. There we go. There we go. Like next in line to be leader when homeboy wants to step away, you know, but um, we like clicked like that. I think we kind of gave each other maybe the stink eye, I think, um, a few times. And then we said something. Yeah, we, and it was were, like, <laughs> we were cautious. <laughs> like, should I say I was I? cautious because I was first floor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, who's this Levi's dude? Who am I dealing with for this vendor? I was like, I already have a stink about vendors. He's just the same exact thing. Right. right. <laughs> And then we went on to... Um, yeah, it had to have been something. I, I think it was... I don't know if I, I either asked you a question or I said something. And we kind of was like, blah! We just, like, laughed. Like, it was ridiculous because that's why... Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I definitely like you. <laughs> so I think that was like... It was like, oh, yeah, we're meant to be. So this is my new gay girlfriend. Well, actually, straight girlfriend, and I'm her gay boyfriend. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Everyone's like, oh my God, Bianca's gay? I'm all, sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, I mean, it just happens. I mean, I have her on my Instagram, backing it up, folding clothes with me. Um, (laughs) You know, we had had some amazing times. Like, I always felt like after our relationship, I based it of everything in the future off of us. And I'm like, um, when I went to Phoenix, uh, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, um, I was like, so me and Visual were supposed to be like besties. So um, I'm able to come into this room, pick what I need to. I hope you don't have a problem with it. Because if you do, well, you're, the problem is you. Because it ain't me, you know? <laughs> so it's like, because um, it's based on homegirl Bianca. Like, we build things. So I don't know. Why can't you climb up a ladder with me and build, put this Levi sign up yeah, on the wall exactly. and drill it into the wall? Remember? <laughs> I mean, we did everything. Yeah, so like- I was like... <laughs> Like, oh, you a bitch, bitch. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, yeah, we've known each other for so long now. Um, Gosh, I miss you. Um, Now she's moved to the suburbs, there we say, the suburbs of um, up there in Georgia. Either way, whatever. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm like, let's go ahead and take it all the way across. 
<laughs> I mean, not skip, but haw. Okay. No, no, no. I'm like, no, people no, are no, like, should no. I go to like New Mexico, California? I'm like, let's try Georgia. Oh, I've been the like, fucking way across the country. Like, you couldn't go yeah. up or left or right or down. You just said, no, I think we're just going to go way yeah. over there. Okay. <laughs> Fishing line. You know. I'm like, can you contact me or visit me within four to six hours? Then it's too close. <laughs> we're gonna keep, keep going. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, we we created a nice little bond um, and stayed in touch, you know, through Instagram. I mean, that was a lot of our life too on there too as well. Um, and then both of us amazingly have started our own podcast, her with her uh, brother-in-law. Um, and their podcast is called By Coastal Pod. And they talk about a series of life things. And it's really, really enjoyable because it brings a realness to it. And um, as you all know, that I definitely like realism, if that's even a word, but if it means what I want to talk about. But it's very, very good because they bring their own personal experiences and even others have family where we work at. I mean, via me and her, and then with their yes. guests that they have. Oh, I know my phone is not ringing. Hold on. Yes. Yes. <laughs> As I was saying on Bianca and uh, Gerard's Bicoastal podcast, definitely tune into that. I always post it up on my Instagram and in the description, I will also have those um, details down below where you can listen to her and his podcast and they're on every Monday. But what we are going to be talking about today is single parenting and Bianca, uh, she she's married now, has two beautiful kids. But her firstborn, you know, she went through single parenting, basically. And there's a lot of, of course, there's always a left and right ideas and opinions on going through it. You know, whether it's tough, it's hard. I, I believe it's hard, of course, at first, especially with your firstborn. Um, I can only speak on with my mom, you know, having me and she was going through all these trips and dips through it. There's no handbook that tells you, like, this is it because that's only on one person's opinion or what their interpretation and their experience is not really yours, you know? And so I really see it's it's very different. And so this is what we'll be talking about today and just her experience. And I definitely appreciate you, Bianca, to being open to that. Thank you so, so much. You. I'm excited. I mean, you know, I've always been an open book, so I don't mind saying my truths about 99% of them. Um, but before we dive into the seriousness, and I'm sure we'll have some laughs here and there. I finally, I don't have a taco, but I finally have a chip and it has cheese. <laughs> so normally it's like a cheers, but it's not a cheers, but it's like, it's time to crunch. And so crunch. you guys can't see me because <laughs> it's going well, to I'm be ready. a nice little, oh, oh my gosh, I got the real taco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you want me to make a taco crunch? Then I gotta make yeah. tacos. The fuck? Wait, I'm like, how do you do that, girl? Oh my god, I'm gonna take a picture of that. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. And feel free to crunch it throughout our session because we gotta keep it real. And here's me and my nachos. You don't know that. Uh -huh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you can cross it. Let me hear your crunch. Let's see. Yeah, that's a taco. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is in your taco? Um, I refry beans, pinto beans, <clears throat> and then it's just lettuce, tomatoes, 
onions, vegan sour cream and salsa. Vegan sour cream. So what is that like not really sour? How does that taste? Um, it's actually more bland because it's tofu. Oh, wow. So it has um, a more mild taste to it. I would mm-hmm. say that sour cream probably has, I don't know if I want to say tang, but that would probably be the best word for it. Okay. A little more sour, if you will. And with this one, it's just tofu whipped up Mm -hmm. to imitate. Okay. That makes sense. Well, yay for fruit allergies. Okay. All right. So time to dive in. All right. So what does single parenting mean to you? Like when you hear that, what's like the first thing that pops in your mind when you've like heard it even prior to becoming a single parent yourself? What does that mean to you? Strength. Um, resilience, uh, confidence, patience, and in, well, I guess you said not in my case, but in my case, success. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So coming from, you know, so with me being a single parent, um, and most people know this about me, I know who's my, Maya's father is, biological father. Mm -hmm. I did let him know, but he wanted nothing to do with her. So you have those two kind of single parents, more or less. You have the ones where the dad's in the life or the mom's in the life. Um, either way, you're both parents are there. You kind of go back and forth, but you're raising this kid basically by yourself. And then they have the ability to go off with the other parent. Mm-hmm. The difference with me is I didn't have that option. I also didn't want that option um, because when you go into basically the technicalities of it. If I were to have gone to the state and claimed um, child support, he would have rights to see her. Mm. Another thing is um, grandparental rights. So even if he's... the drama. Yeah. So if he's paying, he has the right to see her. His life wasn't good. He was into drugs. He was drinking. He was irresponsible. So I made that decision knowing but not knowing that my life and this path that I'm taking is about to get real hard Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to have any financial support. It's just going to be me. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, and a lot of people don't know this, and I don't know if it's different now, but when I had to apply for state help, they ask you who the father is, if you know who the father is, because eventually the state wants to come back and get him for the money that they gave you for you and your kid to survive. Now, I lied and I said I didn't know who the father was. And I made up a story that I had slept with a random guy at a party, wow. yeah. didn't know his name, yeah. you know, and I had these these ladies looking at me like I was trash. <clears throat> I was, you know, low um, it was embarrassing, but I knew it was, there was a reason why I was doing it. So at, and you know, big picture, I didn't care what they thought. I'm never going to see you guys again. So if you want to judge mm-hmm. me off of these pretenses as if your life is so good, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say that that would be it. It would be, it was, it's your life, not there. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. And, um, I did live with my my dad and his wife and the brothers and sister, brother and sister, sorry, um, in the beginning of Mm -hmm. Maya's life up until two, I believe it was. Um, My dad then had mentioned that he decided he's going to leave said woman 
And I was like, then I'm getting the fuck out right. of here. I was like, you already know. I can't stand her. <laughs> I don't like her. I'm not going to be sitting up in this shit while she's going through yeah. emotional crap because yeah. my dad left her. So I basically started the <clears throat> the wheels of once I wanted to leave, my dad left shortly thereafter. And then that's when the true single mom life really hit hard. So I did live with a girl that I was friends with. Um, it sucks because we were really good friends all through high school, really, really close, irreparable. Even through Maya, she was there for me. The problem was she was like my only mm -hmm. option to live with somebody. And I knew that she wasn't responsible, yeah. but I didn't have a choice. Yeah. I had to get out of that house. So, you know, fast forward, we're living together. It's only like, I don't even know how long it was. It was a very short time before a lease was even up. Usually do like, what, 12, 18 month leases. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we were due for rent and she tells me about a week before rent's due that she doesn't have a job anymore. She hasn't had a job. She doesn't have money for her half of the rent and she doesn't have money for any of the bills. And I told her this in the very beginning. Yeah, I was like, don't fuck me over. I can barely afford to take care of myself and my daughter, let alone pick up the sock wow. for your shit, which she ended up doing. Exactly. So um, I talked to like a leasing place and they said, the only way that you can get off of this without getting um, hit is if she signs you off. Mm -hmm. And the chances of her doing that are slim to none. I was like, no, motherfuckers, I'll see you in about 24 hours because her ass is going to be signing right. me off. Right. Even if I have to sit there and force her to do it, which she did. So then the problem is I had, oh, like two months or two days, I'm sorry, to find a new place. Um, and I only made, at this time, as at Forever 21, and I think I made $9. Um, and that was with getting promoted. So <laughs> like now in hindsight, which I hate Forever 21, I don't care, but. Um, and I basically with Maya, my dad told me that based off of what he knew and what he saw, I lived in, um, low income houses, lots of bad stuff, yeah, bad vibes, bad people. Um, um, and it just wasn't, it wasn't easy. So that's where, you know, all those things, persistence, patience, you know, was learned. sticking through to it, knowing that I have to do what I have to do in order for us to survive. Um, yeah. And I guess I don't want to go too far off topic so you can ask the other questions that you want. Oh, no, no, no. Go, like, <laughs> that's that's, that's how it. we go into it. That's what I love is that when you dive in, you dive in and go. Oh, that's, good. good. Yeah, it has nothing to do with my questions. It's more about you. Be more just natural food. Oh. <laughs> so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was at, when I finally lived at the apartment, so I'll just keep going. When I lived at the apartment with Maya, it was a, it was a, a one bedroom. I couldn't afford, I actually hired a company. It was like rent or something. And they actually go and find you apartments based off of your, um, your income, your desires, your need, what you can. So you're not getting put into a position that, you will later have to like be fucked, right? So yeah, this place, like I said, that's another headache you had to worry about. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to. I'm already in a bad position with getting out of this other place. I don't want to have to put myself in that position again. So, um, 
yeah, uh, it was bad. It was really, really bad. There was, you know, people doing drugs all over the place. There was people that were constantly drunk, loud, you know, rude. Um, and mind you, Maya's only like two. So she's a baby. And my biggest thing as a single mm -hmm. mom or parent, I'm sorry, um, is what I wanted to do is I didn't want Maya to be aware of her surroundings in that way. So I didn't want her yeah. to go through life being older saying, yeah, I had this really tough life. This is what it was like. Not saying that that's bad, but if I can protect her and shield her from that, um, I wanted to because like me, well, my mom had custody of me and my parents were divorced, but I remember all the bad conditions of our life. I remember the really horrible apartments yeah. we lived in and cockroaches flying around and, you know, everything smelling oh. like, you know, cigarette butts and there's, you know, rats and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just all of it. Right. So my yeah. goal was, yes, I put myself in this position, but I don't have to just fall into that. Right. I can be above it and I can make her life as protected as possible. So working at Forever 21, which I didn't know at the time, I was working about 60 hours a week. Good grief. And it's only 40 hours, but 20 of those hours were off the clock. I had no idea because I didn't know any better, better and I needed that job. And the problem with Forever 21 is they instilled that fear in you. If you don't come, if you don't work, if you don't stay, we're going to fire you. Yeah, but yeah. you have to clock out now because you've reached 40. But once you clock out, you can't leave. And you still want me to work and you can't even get paid for that. Right. Stupid. And the sad part is like, I just wasn't old enough. And I was in a position where yeah. I desperately needed that job. Yeah. So I didn't, I did it because I had to. Um, and they would, I would get texts two hours, midnight saying we're working at three in the morning. You know, three o'clock in the morning, I get a text saying we're working in two hours. So... I would have to take Maya to daycare at like five in the morning, have somebody watch, you know, anybody that I could watch, but they open pretty early. Mm -hmm. um, and I would just work and work and work. And I would come home and I would have barely any time with her. So, you know, it'd be like dinner, playing, movie, watch, um, anything that we could. The problem mm -hmm. with that was, you know, I would cry every single night. Every night, you know, when I thought she couldn't see me or she was asleep, I would cry and I would get it all out. Like I said, I don't want her to see that. I didn't want her to remember. Yeah. Sometimes I couldn't hide it, you know, and she would sit there and, you know, touch my cheek and say, you know, mom, it's going to be okay. We're okay. Like, are you sad? You know, I love you. You know, so that kind of stuff, you know, made me realize that, yeah, this is horrible. It's hard. Obviously, she's a nice person. I'm doing right by her in some way. Um, but it was hard in that fact. And then another part with that is that she had to grow up too fast. Because I didn't have anybody else to lean on, I didn't have that father figure in her life. You know, if I had to leave for work at 3 o'clock in the morning, I would have her up at 3 o'clock in the morning. But we'd have to be to work, you know, an hour and a half away because I was working all the way in Arizona Mills but living in Glendale. Mm -hmm. You know, so driving like, you know, 50 miles a day back and forth on top of still taking her to her daycare. So she was already, you know, getting herself ready, getting dressed, 
loading up what she could, get her, you know, her shoes on. You know, she had to grow up and mature much more than she should have. And that's what made me so sad is that she didn't have the ability to be a, you know, a baby young mm-hmm. because be a child there was, it was just her and I, yeah, it was just her and I against the world. And that was like, that was basically was the hardest part is that all I wanted was moments with her because I could see her growing up so fast, but I'm too busy trying to work to keep us barely afloat. I mean, the apartment was like, I think 400 and something dollars a month, no washer dryer. You know, you can't afford that. That's more money. Um, But again, if I'm only working nine, you know, for $9 an hour, you know, that's really all I could afford. You know, we didn't have the luxuries of anything else. There were times when um, I would sell stuff that I used to have that I accumulated prior to. So like I had a Wii, I had to sell that. I had a laptop, I had to sell that. Um, You know, anything to kind of make ends meet because, you know, life, right? Life. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was hard. It was really, really hard. Um, I don't wish it on anyone. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it made me who I am today, but there's good and bad in that. Um, I'm very strong. I'm very independent. Um, I am very goal oriented. I know my worth now Mm -hmm. more than anything. Um, and I believe, yeah. So it's like, I, I'm aware of all that, but at the same time, um, because I have anxiety and I have depression and all that kind of stuff that I, you know, I suffer from, um, I always live in the back of my mind, a fear when it comes to financial, when it comes to job security, when it comes to like being with Zach, there's always this unnecessary anxiety towards what if we don't have enough money? What if something happens, we lose a house? What if we can't pay mortgage? What if you leave me and then I'm on my own? You know, there's always constantly, I can't live a day where I'm not sitting there, not checking a yeah. bank account yeah. as if, you know, like anything different happens. <laughs> I mean, it's been five minutes and I'm like, let me go ahead and check. I'm like, oh, no, we're good. I'm like, we're fine. You know, like I, but I sit there and I, I obsessively write down like all our stuff you know, all our finances, bills that are coming out, what we're making, when this comes out. And it's not a way to live because I know that we're fine, but because I was so unhappy during that time, it's like, I just fear ever going back to that, you know, and regardless of, you know, where I've been and how far I've come, I still always in the back of my head, remember where I was you know, and how hard it was, um, and what I had to do just to get to where I am, you know, today. And it really wasn't until Macy's that I really realized my worth because a manager at, um, forever 21 said that you need to leave. You need to get the fuck out of here because you have a good resume and they're taking advantage of you. So if you have an opportunity for somewhere else, yeah, she said, take it. She's like, and she told me, she's like, write down that you did two store openings for Arrowhead, which is the biggest volume store at the time. And then you opened up this new store, Arizona Mills. She said, make note that you've been promoted three times. She's like, and then get the hell out. So when I was told about Macy's, you know, that's when everything turned around. But 
with that in mind, the more money you make, obviously, you will not be qualified for like food <laughs> or, you know, any kind of help that you could get. Yeah. It's needed- gone. Yeah. So anything accent yeah accents food stamps all that stuff so i when um it came time to get my raises i would tell rob to he would give me a raise and i would tell him to drop it i would say serious and he's like he said yeah but you're doing well this is what we do for you is we give you a raise and i tell him you can't right now not until i can figure out what I can actually make to survive. I can't do that. So yeah, I would get like five cent raises wow. when I was really getting offered more because I said no. I I can't. My and I can't survive. That's so you know. Bad, and yeah. yeah, it's just it was it was hard. But like I said, it's it's I don't know. You know, like I said, I don't wish it upon anybody else. Um, and people always say like, oh, well, it could be harder if you were dealing with baby daddy, you know, because or baby mama or whatever it is, you know, because you have to deal with their drama and their issues, yeah. you know, and it's like, yeah. oh, no, like, I totally understand that. And rightfully so, I said, but to really not have anyone there, and this is my personal opinion. So all your listeners, if you disagree, then you disagree, because obviously your truth is different. Exactly. But I... If her dad wasn't a piece of shit, I would have preferred to deal with, you know, the ex for the rest of my life and have her have a father figure than her grow up with me being mom and dad, period. Yeah. Because I couldn't escape. I couldn't go away. I couldn't live my life. And I had Maya when I was 20 and I turned 21 a couple days or a couple months later. So while everybody was living their life and, you know, becoming like 21 and drinking, you know, I was slowly pushing people out of my life, yeah. you know, because yeah. it was, it was, I had, you were yep, so- I had to reevaluate, you know, my priorities. So even now, you did it so quick, I feel like, like, wow, yeah. I applaud you. <laughs> I, I, well, my thing is like, and that's why like right now, a lot of people like down me as a person because they're like, yeah, you're really quick to drop people. Um, good, but you know yeah, the significance, but, you know? Yeah, oh, wow. I'm like, if you're useless to me, bitch, you're useless to me. I don't have to keep you in my life. You know, yeah. like, it's, I'm a single mom trying to survive, barely making it. The last thing I yeah. need is for you coming to me, like, girl, let's go drink, and let's buy this bitch. You know, like, she fucked my boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. I like, don't I don't care. Yeah. You know, I need, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, your problems are your problems, and I'm sorry for that, but I'm going to go ahead and slice your ass out so my problems can be my problem. Exactly. So, I mean, it is what it is. I don't care. And now, you know, I'm the same way. You know, if somebody tries to come back from that time, I'm all, you know, whatever (laughs) it is. I'll sit there and think about it. Like, you were gone for a reason. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, why are you trying to talk to me? Because it's been 20 something years. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. You know, I think that all came from you knowing your worth, you know, and that I think that has everything to do with it. Yeah, it does help, Um, you know, at some point, because the problem is, you know, when you're younger and it might be different for some people. But, you know, I spend my whole time pleasing everybody else, you know, but once you have a kid, your priorities change. My life is now living around her. How do I make her happy? Um, And I actually remember there was a time um, that the food stamps got dropped in price because I was making a little bit more money. 
at Forever 21, like nine ninety. I was making nine dollars yeah. ninety cents by the time I left. Um, I had to refuse almost every single raise, yeah. which the raises were shit, but I, I had to re- refuse every single one. Yeah, um, and somebody told me, they were like, hey, are you okay? And I said, well, yeah, why? And they're like, are you sick? Do you have like cancer? You know, did you have the flu? And I was like, no, like I'm totally oh. fine. I wasn't eating anything. So anything and everything that we got went to Maya. Like I said, I don't want her to feel without yeah so she's my priority so i would give her anything and everything and whatever was left if there was anything left i would eat it and then most times i wouldn't even eat at all so when i met zach i was like 110 pounds i was in like an extra extra small i had like no nothing to me like i look at pictures back then and i'm like you know how come no one noticed sooner? The fuck? <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna wait till you thought I had cancer before the question? You should have been like asking way before. Exactly, exactly. Not- oh, now you care. <laughs> Why? Did you want my position? Oh, yeah, or what? Right. So you'll say yes to the race? You know? Like, I don't even fucking think so. I'm like, now that you think I have chemo and radiation, now we're uncertain. Like, no, get the fuck out. So yeah, it was it was really bad. This <laughs> is it's funny. It just shows you how the how jaded the world is, you know. Mm-hmm. It's um because they're not going through it. They have a they have a box of how they think reality is sh- or should be, and they watch these movies and they expect it to be what the movie shows. This is what love is—a mother and a father. You're skinny. You're sick you know, or something, you know, it's not ever taken into consideration what's going on. Yeah. Can I help? Um, is everything okay? Not like, oh, you got cancer. Everybody got something to say. It's like, um, no, you have cancer of the mind. So yeah. mind your business. <laughs> you know? So it's just it's yes. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I couldn't stand I'm not Don't kidding. try to use that one. I know you'll use that one. <laughs> I couldn't stand almost half the people I worked with because they were all preteens and teens, you know, and I'm sitting here going through life. It's like, I just got to work at three in the morning. I was just crying two hours ago because I can't feed my kid and I can barely make it this month for rent. And these bitches are in the fitting room like, oh my God, yeah. And then last week at the party, Devin was like totally talking to another girl. And I'd go in there. I'm like, you need to fucking work. Bitch, get out of the fitting room, go put some clothes back, and you, bitch, stay the fucking side. I'm glad Devin cheated on you. Uh, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I wish that was my problem. I wish. That's what I was Devin. talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where's Devin? Oh, I need man. Devin. <laughs> right, right, right. Check it on our way. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and other things that they don't and you don't consider or people don't consider, and I'm pretty judgy about this stuff. I'm maybe open about it. Um, when you're single and you date people and bringing them into your kid's life or serial dating, you know, and I get it. Like, you know, you want to find somebody to be with and the whole, you know, stigma of just because I have kids doesn't mean I don't have to have love. Like, I totally agree with that. But I feel it has to be done in a much better way a smarter way, a responsible yeah. way. 
you know, I don't want Maya, I didn't want her going through life telling people like, yeah, mommy has like five boyfriends. I don't know who they are, but they, you know what I mean? Like, cause you know, kids are just, is that daddy? Is that daddy? Or is that stepdaddy? I don't know. You got, I got a lot of stepdaddies over here, but they're not even married. Now that's my mama, you know? <laughs> oh, that's I her boyfriend. <laughs> I hear them every night talking and moaning and shit about something. She's always like yelling at him and shit. <laughs> she is always yelling at him. <laughs> you keep saying the F word and Jesus, like, what is going on in there? I get scared because I hear the headboard hitting on the floor. So it sounds like she's having an exorcism. You know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just feel that. At least with me, I was very smart about who I brought around. If there was a person that I liked, um, I wouldn't bring him around for a while, very long while, if at all. And if they did come over and it was unplanned, I literally did say like, oh, this is a friend from high school kind of thingy. But then I would never bring them around again because I didn't want her to have that kind of, you know, every little thing yeah. that you do in your kid's life matters. And especially at that age, I mean, they're sponges. Yeah. They take everything yeah. in. They yeah. notice everything. Um, like I, I mean, said, we were there, you know, so we know. Right. So, yeah, that's that's basically my story. Um, I'm probably missing some stuff, but that's the gist of it is, you know, that's just, that's where I was at. Like I said, it's it's hard. It used to make me sad to talk about, you know. I would get emotional from it, but it's, I'm such a different person today. Um, you know, and I've come so far that I like to just put that, you know, I compartmentalize everything. And then that's just this part of my life that I hold on to, but I don't let it define me and who I am mm -hmm. anymore. I try not to, like I said, I do have issues with like financial and those little er paranoias, but that's a, that's a mental illness. That's if I wasn't well, suffering because you had this. a long time going yeah. through that. I think that's why it's kind of like embedded in there. And it's, it's a reminder, but still we get that anxiety and paranoia about it. Like, oh my God, it's happening again, but it's not really happening again, you know, but it's just that kind of like that, uh, that red button, that kind of trigger, you know, when you're going through some stuff, mm -hmm. you know. Now we did talk yesterday and you did mention to me that you also, your mom was Correct. single mom. And it was interesting with that because... <clears throat> Um, she went through it with me without my dad. My mom did the thing, same thing in a sense, because he was there up to the point of making my own baby crib. And when my mom told um, him, you know, you got to be here for him. You have a responsibility. Either you're going to be in his life or not going to be in his life. But believe me, I won't be chasing you for it. So that's why when you were telling me about your situation, it kind of, I kind of related to that as a child understanding my mom saying, you know, doing the actions like you take, my mom did them too, you know, um, and she did, uh, unlike it, you know, you did, you didn't have the family kind of to be there to help. Um, she did, you know, she had brothers and sisters and everything like that would, who would try to step in. But at the end of the day, my mom was the one really focusing on trying to give her child the best experience. And then when she met um, my brother's dad, she tried it differently by marrying him. You know, so you see one experience with one child, like, okay, didn't have it. Nothing's wrong, but, you know, just, like, would it make it easier if he's around? And then yeah. this one who was, like, in and out, in and out, kind of, like, don't mean to put his business out there, but, you know, got addicted to substances, you know. Um, 
you know, throughout life, of course, I think he's changed or whatever. Now it's trying to be in my brother's life. But that does something because I have I watched my brother have such a hate at the time, you know, such an anger for this man who's coming in and out, in and out. And you're watching your mom dealing with all of that and handling it. And then, you know, um, getting finally being separated, you know, but my mom has always been mom and dad um for me and so seeing that even when this man came in but was in and out in and out of my brother's life you know um and that's why I can still see sometimes there may be some maybe somewhat conflict with uh my brother and I because I was a consistent male model in his life you know what I mean and so when I left to live on my own and um to interrupt when you said um, God, shit, I had a thought because you were talking about how, you know, he was in and out of mm-hmm. your brother's life, but he was still absent enough from yours. I mean, cause you're talking about mm-hmm. a stepfather. So, you know, that alone in a relationship, you really have to work to build that relationship. You're stepping in or becoming somebody else as a replacement or just yeah. like a filler, you know? So even though he was there, like you said, if he couldn't even really be you know, there for your, your brother, then I'm sure it was still pretty non-existent exactly. for yes. you, you know, so still you yes. getting older, <clears throat> you're lacking that father relationship. Yeah. Like I said, in my, um, my family values, um, episode with my mom, I was, you know, saying that I grew up a lot of women, all very strong, independent women, which is all her sisters and her and my grandma. And it was like, and then my grandma being a mother of eight, you know, she had, um, you know, a different, like maybe, maybe three, I think it was, um, uh, different fathers, you know, for, for the children, but she held it down, you know, for all of them. And she never made them feel less than because he wasn't around, you know? And so that's why I applaud, um, single parent women, women, especially, you know, I can only speak about women because I have the example in my life and you, you know, because when you're doing it right. on your own and then finding your own worth on your own and you're raising a child because it's hard when you're trying to find your worth and then making sure your child is aware of their worth, you know, because they have to also face the world, too, because, you know, as we know, when we were kids, we face something different and it just changes for every generation, you know, so being able to keep that confidence and reminding your child that you love them in spite of any and everything. I, I, when I first met your um, daughter, when me and you linked up to go have a few drinks, I saw the love <laughs> that she had for you. Like, where is she going? Where is my mom going? You know, that protectiveness, you know, <laughs> you know, like, I think she was crying. <laughs> yeah. I think she was crying. She was like, oh, you know, probably like, no, mom will be right back. <laughs> Not anymore, though. She cries <laughs> that I'm in her life. <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, but that action. I'm all, she was, what, three then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, now. yeah, okay. yeah, 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 exactly. Gosh, that's a long time ago. But, you know, um, it's just crazy because it's that what that showed me was, who you were to her, it kind of had me a flashback as well as my mom, because I was very protective and very attached to my mom. And I still am kind of like that protective type. I'm like, I am a mama's boy, but I'm that yeah. protective type mama's boy. Like, I will slit your wrist. No, I'll slit your throat. I'm just going to end you. If you right. say anything about my mom, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I may talk about her because I'm her son. I can't. 
Okay. Yes. But yes. you say something. Uh, excuse me. You must want a death wish. Like we're gonna kill you tonight yep. in your sleep. Or I could do it. In That's front how of Maya is. Yeah. Yeah. Maya, she's protective. Um, you know, if if even to this day, like even though she's older, like she loves Zach and she sees Zach as a father, she doesn't see it anyway. Um, but if he says something or when when she was little, he would see like really thick, overweight women like walking the streets with their bellies hanging out. And he would say things like, I'm going to leave your mom for her and I'm going to lick her belly button, like stupid stuff like that. <laughs> and she would literally be like, Flip. I'm going to tell my mom, I'm going to tell my mom, don't you dare. And they would come home and she'd open the door like, boom, right. mom, he's going to leave you for some lady on the road. <laughs> Wait, what did you tell my daughter? Yeah. I'm like, you guys can't go driving alone anymore. Like stop running errands together. <laughs> But she is like, I don't know if you did this with your mom, but we would be walking in like the mall or something. And like a guy would be like checking me out and she'd step behind me. So they'd have to see like five-year-old butt or seven-year-old butt. Okay. You know what I mean? Or she'd like stare him down. Like, I'm like, man, you're a baby shark. Look at my mom's butt. Yeah, exactly. Like, (laughs) yeah, like. Yeah, she's all, excuse me, can I help right, you? Right, right. I just so serious. She's tall now. I'm yeah, like, oh, Lord. Yeah, she's taller than me now. The world ain't ready, okay. <laughs> and another thing um, that I missed, um, you know, because you mentioned that, you know, your dad, you have a stepdad. Um, I've always been really honest with Maya. Always, always, always. I believe in honesty, whether it's tough, hard, harsh, I don't care. The truth is the truth. It has to be told. Um, <clears throat> you know, so if you don't want to hear the truth, don't come to me. Go to somebody else. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. go to somebody who's going to give you a very vague, foggy mm-hmm. response yes. that you want to hear because I will tell you how it is. Um, so when she was getting, like right, <clears throat> and when she was getting a little bit older and I felt that she could understand, mm-hmm. I did tell her the circumstances. I told her that I dated your biological father for like, six months we were friends before that um he knows that you're alive he knows you exist but at his current state he doesn't want anything to do with you i said but i know his name and i can find him and if you ever want to meet him one day i will never stop you from that so i wanted it to make it perfectly clear to maya that although i had this animosity towards him that was my feelings towards him and at the end of the day this is a person, this is her biological father. And, you know, sometimes as you get older, it might be something that you want to pursue and you might be curious, you know, why do I act a certain way? You know, you know, anything, whatever it might be. So I always made it known to her that I will forever be open to it. So if you decide, you know, you want to meet him, I can find a way to find him because it's not hard. You know, I did show her, you know, she's seen a picture of him. um, And that's that. She has made it perfectly clear, though, that, and even as of right now, she said, why would I want to be in someone's life who never wanted to be in mine? You know, and that's, yeah. That was my decision as well. My mom did exactly the same thing you did. Oh, really? You know, because I think, you know, I think all kids have that question. Right. You know, like, because you got got kids who talking about daddy, this, daddy, that, and I don't have, I just have a godfather. Mm -hmm. And I don't know who my biological father is. I And I didn't have a picture, so I could never really compare and contrast looks and stuff like that, which is, I think that was my only thing that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to know 
what he looked like so i could see maybe personal features or whatnot but right. just like uh she said i i said that too and i moved forward because it was like you know what i don't need him if he obviously feels like he doesn't need me and just like you said he knows that you exist that's exactly what my mom told me um but i just it was no regret because i feel like if he was in my life i may not be the person i am now you know and you know coming with the hispanic background do you ever want to see him i think maybe visually just to see a picture oh, okay you know it's Got just it. like uh, let me see a picture and i'm good mm -hmm. i know i have a brother on my other side um that has a son my age so i know that's out there you know and one of my aunts i remember her telling me she was like would you ever want to know your other family what if you have a grandma and i know that is touchy because I loved my grandma when she was alive, you know, and, and I understood what my aunt was coming from when she was like, you know, you have a, a niece, a nephew out there, you could, you know, I was like, but he chose not to be in my life. So I wasn't going to push that. And I forgave him for not being in my life. So that's, that's why it was easier for me to kind of like, let go of the search. Right. And I also thought personally, like, what if he was in my life? Would I be the person that I am today? And I and I always thought about that, like, because I love who I am, right? You know, and what if he would have done that whole macho type thing? Because he is Mexican, you know, and that in that culture, uh, being a male, that's such a huge thing, you know. And I talked to lots of Hispanic guys who will even say that, like, you know, it's a very heavily thing. Like, you got to be macho. You got to do this, you know. Would he beat me? Would he be like trying to tell my mom to disown me? You know, even though I doubt that would happen, but you know, you don't know. So I know everything happens for a reason. And my mom definitely had that door open just like you did um, with Maya. And, I, you know, it was, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm okay. And I, and I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, aren't you curious? Aren't you this and that? I'm like, I'm not. Cause if he wanted to be in my life, he could have been. Yeah. And that's what I hope with Maya. Yeah. Because what if she becomes a single parent and she has you to use as an example? Yeah. And she's like, if my mom can do it, I got this in the box, you right. know, and we'll have to worry about it. Because I, I applaud all single parents who do it alone until, you know, they meet someone like Zach, which is such a blessing, you know, who's there and treats um, Maya as his own, you know, and that's that's beautiful because you don't meet a lot of people, you get that baby daddy drama. Yeah. You know, or, you know, you get all those, those dramas that it's like not, you don't want your child to be around all that. Um, someone I know, he, he has some nieces and nephews and um, his brother had an ex-wife. It wouldn't work out, but his new wife, and then they had kids. And that mother is all in the brother's ear talking mess about their mother in front of them. And it's like that kind of drama, like your child or children do not need to be a part of that. Like none of that. And, and then that goes into good parenting. You know, if yeah. that, if the father should have stepped up and said, shut up, don't talk about the mother. Cause she's still in their life and still taking care of them when it's her time to have them. You know, you have that door of drama that you open up to your kids and you you totally put yourself aside and you worried about her. Like, you know, being, you starved, your, not saying starve yourself, but you didn't eat because you made sure she ate. Yeah. That's a mother. Yep. You know, or a parent. 
if we got to say, yeah. you know, because a parent puts themselves aside for their children to make sure that they're okay. It's not about me being okay. It's about my child being okay. Right. And so watching and hearing you say that and watching my mom, you know, go through that, it's like I get the idea like it isn't about you. It's yeah. about your child. You, They didn't choose to be here. You made a decision to have them here. Exactly. So it's like you need to step aside you know, and make sure that they come up in a better upbringing than you had to go through if you went through something hard, you know, because they have that to look back on. Yeah, and it shapes them. It, yeah. I mean, yeah. like you and I talked about, I just, and other listeners from my other podcast, you know, they learned, like, with my mom being an alcoholic and very neglectful, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I just didn't have it really easy. I didn't know what love was other than my dad. Um, and my dad, unfortunately, Although he really wanted me to be around, the court just kept denying him and giving mom my mom that right. Yeah. You know, so eventually it was so hard on him physically, mentally, and emotionally that he really he tapped out. And then at some point I grew up. You know, I became 16 and you know, I just life was just so rough, you know. And yeah. it was like, and I knew once I have a kid, I'm not saying that you know, her and I are going to be, you know, butterflies, unicorns and rainbows. I mean, it is yeah. not easy with a 13 year old girl in this society today yeah. with the media, social forums, chat stuff. It's not easy. I'm not saying that it was easier for other generations, but the influence in the world today is so out of our control, you know? So like I said, it's, it's tough and it's hard, but I do my best to make sure that the life that is surrounding Maya, like you said, I can control what I can control. I do control, you know, and I hope for her to be her own person. Okay. So kind of like jumping back and jumping forward. Um, because my last name is Deleon, Maya has wanted her last name to be Deleon. So we went before I went to Georgia, we went and saw lawyers, Zach and I did about getting her name changed three months prior to us being there Arizona had just changed the law that if the father, biological father is, and this is just pertaining to my situation, so I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, mother, yeah. but if the biological father is alive and you know it, they have to sign off their rights before you can have someone else adopt them. Before it was, if they were never in the kid's life and a new person came in and wanted to adopt them, boom, bam, beam, you can. But then she told me, no. Because you're aware of him and he is alive, granted that he's never been around, she did say, she's like, you have to, he has to sign off his rights. And just that emotionally just killed me because the thought of him coming anywhere near me yeah, just, just kind of get that nasty taste. Makes me, yeah. And I've had two occasions where I ran into him. Thank you, fate. Um, yeah. It was once <laughs> when... The weirdest shit, too, because it's like that whole, like, the world is small kind of thing. You know, you really feel that when these moments happen. Mm -hmm. And I ran into him because my closest friend was friends with his friends. Mm -hmm. And I'd been to Mill Avenue once, and it was twice. And it was one of those nights, and I walked into the bar <laughs> going up to my friend's friends. And I was like, you got to be out your goddamn mind. I was like, that is not who I fucking think it is. And sure enough, he turns, yeah, he turned <laughs> up, he turned around, and I was like, eh! and I'm like, I need to go get a fucking beer. Oh, right, right. <laughs> so, and he, 
He approached Oops. me at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> he approached me at the bar and I opened up my wallet to pay. He saw a picture of Maya. He pulled the wallet out of my hand. He looked at the picture of her and then he threw it down on the counter and he walked away. And it was the most petty, embarrassing thing ever. Yeah. And then he asked for my number. I said no. Why even do that? Like, yeah, why? Even why? look in my business? Don't, like, yeah. this ain't none of your I business anyway. So, bye. Yeah, I was like, uh, get the fuck away. So, he asked for a number. I said no. He found it anyway because someone, you know, friends of friends. He texted me, said he wanted to do lunch. So, I sat there and I was like, well. And this is when she was obviously like one-ish or something. And I was like, okay. Never heard from him again. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to, I think maybe she was 10. Maybe 10. Mm -hmm. I'd say let's just to be safe. Um, Zach's parents, you know, we're all deep in our relationship. Um, I don't, Hunter's not around. Yeah, she, oh, so I don't know when it was. But um, we go to this pizza place. But Zach and I came after. And, um, and Maya was with his parents. So it was like Gerard, Maya, someone else sitting on the mm-hmm. wall next to the door we walk in. And then it was like Bernie and Jesse, his parents. And we were walking up. As I was walking up, her dad walked out of the restaurant. Are you and serious? Yeah. He saw me. He looked around. He laid eyes on Maya and his face went white. You could just see that he knew instantly he looked at me he turned his back and he walked as far the fuck away from us as he could and that was it and to this day she doesn't know i never told her but his parents looked at me and they're like they said literally they thought i saw a ghost that everything just left my face so it's that kind of person that like you said i gave maya the option but i hope she never does because like you, if he was in her life, I really believe she would have come out a little bit off of the moral compass because his priorities, his morals, his respect, everything Morality was so off. Did not exist. Yeah. He just, he is a bad, he's a shitty person. Set aside from him just not being around, like, that's your choice. I got the fuck it over, fuck over it. But yeah, everything about but that him that a lot knew, about you. You know what I mean? Like. You're a coward and you don't know how to handle stuff that you created. So handle it or don't handle it. So keep walking. Keep the fuck walking. You know? So like I said, I'm like you. I'm glad that Maya has no desire to have him around. But at the same time, she does. And now that we're far away, you know, and I told her, hey, dude, like in order to have my last Zach's last name, we have to find your dad. We have to ask him to sign off parental rights. Does she do that when she reaches after 18? Well, you know so? what? At that On point, her own? yeah, and I, I don't even know. I'd have to look at it. And somebody looked up a picture of him one time on Facebook, and she sent it to me, and it was on my phone. I'm like, I got so mad. I was like, the fuck you think I'd want to look at that motherfucker on my phone? And she's like, I just wanted to know if it was him. Why? Yeah. Why? Why? That's disgusting. Yeah, like delete. Hey, thanks for killing my buzz, and I wasn't yes. even drinking. I wasn't doing know? shit, but I'm already sober from the next time I get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a 
Yeah. So like I said, but like you, I'm I'm happy with who she is. I'm proud of where she's come. She's done so well with only one person in the, you know, the beginning of her life. Yeah. At what I feel is very crucial. There's a very, very crucial times. And even Zach has noticed that once we had Hunter, because mm-hmm. I told him, Yeah, you came into her life when she's three or four, but she was already established, which he knew. But I told him, when we have a kid, you will see how important these first years of a kid's life is. And as adults, whether we forget about it or we're ignorant to it or we choose not to, every single little thing you do makes a difference. And like you said, it's very important that when you have kids, You've chosen to put your life aside. Yes, absolutely. Like look after yourself and pamper yourself. But at the end of the day, you're not really number one. Don't say that you're number one because you're not number one. You'll be number one when that kid has moved out of your house. Exactly. And even then, you're still going to spend your time worrying about them, you know? So it's very, very important that you, how you raise them and what you say and what you do. And like I said, I like, and um, Gerard did an interview with him and I, or her and I about it. And he actually asked questions mm-hmm. to Maya and said, hey, do you remember anything about your life? Do you ever remember it being unhappy? You know, do you ever remember, you know, anything? Was there anything bad about your life? And she always says no. She's like, I don't know. My life was wow. good. And for me, that was yeah. enough to say, like, all of that shit that I went through, all that hard time and overworking and right. emotional shit, worth it. worth it. Yeah. I don't want to do it again, but it was yeah. worth it. <laughs> right. Like, do it again. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I'm grown. Okay. I get it. <laughs> right. Message received. Right, right. Oh, man. <laughs> it's funny that um, it's not funny, but it's it's uh, it's such an appreciation that I have for um, single parents like yourself because you remind me of my mom. And this is what you have to look forward to as a child when he, they, she becomes my age, being grateful and looking up to you. You know, like, thanks, mom. I got your back. And I, we both know that without a doubt. She's got your back, you know. But, um, I, man, it's, it, 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 it kind of it upsets me, even though I'm not a parent. But it upsets me when I see those mothers or dads single. And they just don't care about the well-being of their child. Our favorite, another one that has the parent around, but the one whose parent isn't around, you kind of just kind of push them to the side. Why are both of these children that came out of you having different type of um, experiences? It should be equally the same. You should be treating them both the same. Um, regardless, you know, of the circumstances of who's the parent, it could mess up a child. And it just, it's so sad because some parents should not be parents. You know, just because you give birth does not make you a parent or a mother. Amen. You're just the one that gave them a kid. And it's sad that people, it's sad that people don't fucking get that. You don't have to have kids. Birth control is so easy to fucking obtain. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how to do abstinence, bitch, there are so many options. Right. Like it just fucking kills me yeah. that people who have kids yeah. in that sense. And like I said, I've had moments where, you know, I'm like, what would life be like right now if I wasn't a mom? Yeah. What, what, you know, but ultimately it would probably be very empty, mm-hmm. very quiet. And people who rec, I have respect for people who recognize like Gerard, mm-hmm. I don't want kids. I'm a selfish person. The end. He knows that good for him. Yeah. He lives through Hunter and Maya, mm-hmm. 
you know, and he is that person. Like when we had Hunter, he was like white on rice with that fool. Yeah. He's all ping, hello. <laughs> you know, he was obsessed with him. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, but it's nice to know that he recognizes that in himself. And that takes because, a lot. That takes a lot. That's not easy either yeah. to recognize. You don't that. have to sit there and think, yeah, like you don't have to have a kid to say, nope, you're right. I didn't want one. <laughs> and it's too late. You know, exactly. Like, <laughs> like you could and just... I think as parents, maybe when it comes to both parents, maybe I don't know. I, I you know, they're like, when are you gonna have kids? It's not for me. And you know, you gotta respect that because what if because you want your child to have a kid that that child is not going to experience really a good childhood because you see it all the time where pe these parents, single parents, whatever they carry their child as if there's some keychain something on the keychain i need to put you over here you're like can you shut up i don't care yeah. about your feelings it's about me they don't deserve yeah. to be a parent straight up i don't feel sorry about what i'm saying i don't care i don't care there are some there's someone out there that would love to have your child so give them that chance to love on them versus you putting your child through hell and right. i don't regret saying that and it's and it's one of those things like they they don't know they don't know what hell is until you show them. Did did Maya even ask about her dad? No, because I didn't want. Um, she didn't. No, I didn't allow her to think that um, not having a father made her any different than somebody who had had a dad. It was just kind of like a fact. I just don't have a dad. The end. And that's why when it, when she was older, younger, but older enough to understand that concept, nice. that's why I was very honest with her. Um, so I didn't want her to feel like when she's at school and people are like, daddy this, daddy that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't want her to feel um, sad or insecure. And I'm sure she did for a little bit. But overall, she would just tell people, it's just me and my mom. I just have my mom, you know, so I made it just more of a matter of fact thing. Um, you know, I would basically try and give, I would never sit there and say like, we don't need a man, mm -hmm. you know, but my actions and my influences were basically like, girl, we got this. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't sit there. Like my thing is like, if I sat there and I was like, woe is me. I wish you had a father. Yeah. You know, I wish that there was a man in my life. All I'm doing is telling her that I need somebody else like that to be a better person right now. You know? So if you just leave it out of the equation, she doesn't know any different, right? You know, it's like when you talk to people and they're like, yeah. I don't, I've never had a TV. And you're like, hey, but they don't know any different. It's not weird yeah. for them because they've never you're had a TV. You're so right. Yeah. It's the same shit. For example. Yeah. So it's like, it's not any. It was never you, there. You never know it wasn't there. You did. Right. But if I sat there just constantly drilling into her, you know, like how I felt or whatever about it, like. I mean, I could easily have said, like, your dad's a piece of shit. Your father is a low life. You know, he's an alcoholic. He's a druggie. Why? What does that do for her? Nothing. Yeah. You know, she just needs to know that mm -hmm. I'm in her life. We got this. So, yeah, she never, it was never a thing. I mean, if she did feel it, yeah. um, it wasn't enough to affect her emotionally. And she's pretty, not so much now, but she's pretty honest. Um, you know, you know, you get to that teen stage where it's like, yeah. I gotta like rip <laughs> out certain things from her. She's very open about most things, but then there's other little things that I'm like, Nyeh. but when it comes to stuff like that, she's pretty, you know, out in the open about it. So yeah, she never, it was never a thing. You just got to normalize it, you know? Yeah. I wonder, um, I doubt it, 
Um, because I know that I asked the question. I don't recall it a lot, but I think my mom, she's like, Oh yeah, you asked about him. But like once I told you this is, you know, you gave giving me the name and um I've heard the stories, you know, between her and him, which were really cute. You know, I'm like, I know my mom and my dad, and you know, hearing just the I think that was good enough for me, you know, just the story about her and him and their interactions and how she was Miss Hard to Get. And she was like, you ain't going nowhere near me. Mm-mm, get with me. I'm talking about, you know, yeah. pregnant and like, I can't have no kids. And he's like, oh, we'll see about that, you know? So, yeah, I'm today, but I'm like, you know, those type... <laughs> she wanted a girl you know saying like i want a girl and i'm technically you know but um (laughs) (laughs) i mean we go like the same thing or no (laughs) exactly um, i i enjoyed those questions but i but well what i was gonna say was i was thinking like I don't think it matters if you have a son or a daughter, because I know that being a daughter, you are, you know, you're both girls, you know, so the only person that's going to be able to really help her growing into womanhood is you. A man's really going to have a difficulty time trying to raise, they don't know anything about a period, you know, or when it comes and what to do with it. Like I can watch movies and videos, but there's no tutorial, you know? Yeah. So, Amen to single dads who have girls. When single dads raise girls, I mean, my vagina goes, oh, like, I'm like, bitch, I love you. Like, there is like, okay. I'm, I want to get married. I am married. But do you want to get married? There's just Whoops. something, you know, like, <laughs> there's just, this, like you said, there's a kind of respect that I have where I'm like, yeah. if you can raise girls and you're a man yeah. and you do that, yeah. bitch, I love you. Like, hands down, you know, but like you said, it's. It's not easy. And I like I said, I'm raising a boy, but he's a different yeah. kind of boy. He is. <laughs> he's my baby. You know, he is so a good, mama's so. boy as thick as thieves. As thick really? as thieves. You know? It is. It, oh, my you know, God, yeah. I think a, a son needs his mother's love. That's it's, it's just hands down. Just like I feel like a girl does not necessarily need, but like how you said in your, your experience, how you wish with all that drama and that emotional drama that was going on that your relationship with your dad was there. I think it's nice to have that per kind of like that protection. Daddy's girl. Yeah. Mama's boy. Yeah. You know, um, that opposite, it's really needed because then you're not looking for elsewhere. I feel like as a child, I guess, because I have my mom. Yes, I'm gay, but like, she's my queen. You know, so no girl's going to be my queen, but my mom, you know, in a sense in, in that. And so um, it works. Right. Because you're both mom and dad. And yeah. girl, you're, you're a lady, but you can be bush. Like, you, I'm ready. Like, you want to throw down? I will throw down. You know, and that's how I've seen you. You know, you're like, like I, if I got to be the man real quick, I will be the man. Yeah. You know? I get that vibe. I love that. Yeah. And I take my yes. head off to it. And that's why, it's, yeah, in this situation, it's not missing. But yeah, it's, um, I've gotten that vibe from people that it's like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a very feminine person, you know, it's just not in my blood. And I think that has to do with how I was raised. Um, again, it was that nurturing thing. I think if I did have more of my father around, you know, I would have been a little softer because my mom is tough as fucking nails. Um, 
a lot of people that grew up with me see it when I tell them how she is now, they don't fucking believe it. My mom is very tough as nails. So therefore I am tough as nails. And you know, um, like you said, I, if I need to be one role or the other, I will be one role or the other. You know, I, I have no problem because I had to, because you have to, not everybody has that ability, but I will say that with Hunter and I don't know why he is different the way he is, um, his mannerisms, he is just more feminine. He's more softer and he came from a man, you know, Zach is a former Marine. He's a hunter. He, he loves football, video games. Like he is the definition of a, but he has a softness to him though. Zach. now and yeah and it's much softer now i mean there is oh really so it's changed do. oh yeah uh-huh. oh wow yes hunter okay. hunter has brought out of zach um much more emotion much more softness wow. um patience in the way of um being because maya was never emotional you know what i mean like maya was i I don't like to say trained, but I raised maya that when she was sick when she throws up she walks her ass to the bathroom eh, eh, she wipes off wow. her mouth, brushes her teeth, and she yeah. goes back to bed. Yeah, like that's. There was a time that Zach was like eating with her, stayed home with her. She threw up in the bowl because she's like, "I'm gonna be sick and I'm not gonna make it." She threw up in the bowl. She said sorry. She excused herself, came back, and she got rid of it. Wow. And he was just like, "I was expecting that I was gonna have to deal with like someone crying." A mess. And I was and, like, "Yeah, no, 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 a little girl." Uh, and that's where. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's where that that tougher side of me comes in where I'm like, no, we don't have time for that. You know, we at least again that goes back to how her and I were together on our own. I didn't have time yeah. to always be that person, so I needed her to help me out unfortunately to meet me halfway. But with Hunter, and I've noticed this because I didn't have those experiences with her, with Hunter, I'm like grossly obsessed. You know, I mean, this fool is like six foot 15 and I'm still like holding him like, <laughs> like, you know, like, and I have no fucking shame. I'm like, try me. Like, this is my baby. <laughs> okay. Right, 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 right. But he knows it. So he's, and he's, I mean, he's super loving. Um, it, the way I am with him, it, it, I mean, he's another, he's like Bianca 2.0 in this edition. Yeah. Maya's. Bianca 1.0, basically. Two different yeah, Biancas. Yeah. You yeah. can see them when you like, they're like, wow, those kids are just like you, but in their own ways. But yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it is a whole mama's boy and, you know, daddy's girl. You know, I love my mom now. We've come a long way, but there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing my dad couldn't do that I wouldn't yeah. excuse. If he killed someone yeah. close to me, I'd be like, what the bitch do? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. She, you know, like <laughs> must have deserved it. I know, right? Mom, I would never touch you. I would get it too. Unless you fucked up. <laughs> Sorry for her. Anyway, next. I'm like, where are we going to bury her? Just tell right, me I'll be right, there. You know, right. I got the shovel. I'm already ready. I I painted it and everything, girl. I'm ready. I'm ready, Daddy. I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Why do you gotta be painted though? But I know. <laughs> But I know with her mom, it's the same thing. You know, I know right. that with your mom, you would do. It's oh, just hands yeah. down. You know, it's just one of those things. So, and with that, you know, Maya and I definitely have a tougher relationship mm-hmm. because now what's happening is I've raised somebody who mm-hmm. has had to act older than she is. And now she's catching up into a person who she's trying to figure out who she is. And that's conflicting. I bet. Because she's not. 
you know, she's not allowing herself to be young because she never knew if that makes sense. She yeah, had to yeah. be somebody, you know, when she was younger and that's kind of where she's been at. And now that we're in a good position in my, in our lives, you know, I'm telling her, Hey, slow it down. You know, it's okay. We're good. You know, you do you, you don't have to be, you know, 21, 22. It's okay. <clears throat> you know, you're 13, you know, live your life, be young and free, yeah. but it's hard because she only has been raised one mentality. At least a good mm-hmm. portion of her life has been such. So, and and even like when Zach and I were together, by no means did it get any easier. It wasn't like he came into my life and then we were like successful. You know, it was still yeah. he was only working like fifteen hours at so FedEx. An error. Yeah, so he still wasn't in a position to really support us. Yeah. I was still supporting myself and Maya, we just now had somebody who was wanted to be in our lives too, you know? So it's, you know, by no means, so even though she was getting older and Zach was around, we still had, like you said, trial and error. We still had our struggles. We were still trying to get to, mm-hmm. you know, where we're at today. So, yeah. you know, and I've told, you know, I tell Maya, like, it's, you know, I always tell, you know, like, I'm sorry, you know, but she doesn't know what I'm apologizing for. <laughs> yeah. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's just one of those things like and I tell her all the time like I don't love Hunter more than you I know I always joke that he's my favorite or whatever it is but I always have to make sure that she's okay because who she how she was raised was a little bit harder than how Hunter has it oh yeah now he's not you know he's not any more privileged than she is I mean those fools are spoiled you know they get their lives and they do good and I expect the same like my always jokes I can't wait till you get to be the age where mom is on you because she knows like really you know yeah because like maya like you might just like this coming (laughs) and if it's not i'll be like mom do you remember do you remember when i turned sick it all changed well he's on his way okay like okay (laughs) tomorrow's his birthday so what do we got planned okay Because I'm though. watching and I'm recording, okay? I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. I'm ready. ready. <laughs> Six years old. <laughs> I'm going to show you. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I always have to tell her, like, we just had it differently, you and I. Yeah. And, but that's what makes you and I stronger. And that makes you and I, you know, we have our own special bond. Yeah. Because you and I had this time in our life. Now you see Hunter being raised. And an easier with establishment. Both. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you're not without or you're any less. Yeah. So, you know, you. I always feel like I should, I, again, me, I feel like I have to go back and remind her sometimes. And I feel like that's a big thing that parents can miss is that <clears throat> with kids, whether they know it or not, you can't assume that they know something or feel a certain way. It's always good to remind them. Now, I'm not saying that Maya goes through life and she's, she's never said, Hunter gets treated better than me. No. But I also know that I'm aware that she's seeing these things and she understands it's differently. So I always good. feel I should remind her, you and me, girl, you and me, you know, like we were, it was just you and me against the world. You know, we were, we were just as happy. We just had a little bit harder kind of thing, but yeah. it's no different than Hunter. Yeah. You know, I love you as much as I love Hunter. Yeah, You get on my nerve, Hunter gets on my nerves. You're all equal. You know, it's just, but I think that's it's for us to say that because you don't want them to have that kind of insecurity where it's not needed, yeah. you know? So you remember how you were when you were a single parent. How was it different 
completely having Zach around with Hunter compared to like, how did you feel? It was completely different. And it's gonna, it's, it's little things that, like I said, if you don't know, you don't have it, it doesn't matter to you. Right. Yeah. So I went through my pregnancy living at my dad's house. Um, going through all the motions, going to these appointments with like, um, my dad's wife, you know, they came with me and my, my brother, I don't think sister was born yet. Or was she? No, she was. So sister was a certain age. Um, but they would come to me to the appointments when we unveiled like that Maya was a girl, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, when Zach and I got together from the very beginning, you know, we made sure we had Maya, we did our thing, we got settled, we got situated. Maya wasn't planned. Ooh, shocker, you know, whatever. Hunter, <laughs> <laughs> on the other hand, he was planned. And it's a very yeah. weird vibe to be in a situation where you tell your significant other, I'm ready to have a kid. And they say, me too. And then you're trying for a baby. Yeah. So the moment that happens you're already putting a vibe out into this world, you know, not to sound cliche, but that's how I believe it. This vibe that you're putting out into the world already when you're trying to equally be there um, sets a really sturdy path all the way down with, with Zach during my pregnancy. I was not without ever. There wasn't a moment where if I needed him at any second, he was there. If, you know, I needed my belly rubbed my back, I was having panic attacks for a while because my hormones are fluctuating. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there was a time for like a week straight, I have seven to eight panic attacks in a day. I mean, there was times what? where yeah, I was like going, we were going to the movies and I said, turn the fuck around. I'm having a panic attack. Yeah. And he's like, really? I'm like, yep. You know, but he never made me feel any less. We went to the Lamaze classes together. We signed Maya up for a class on, um, at the hospital on becoming a bigger sibling. So we made sure she had her classes and she was included. You know, we made sure that she felt like she was a part of this experience. Um, I had Zach meet the doctor. So my OBGYN in Arizona, I mean, if there was ever a man other than Zach that touched me down there, amen. I loved it when he did. He is amazing. David Chisholm, all you guys, go ahead and look for him when you're female. Dr. Chisholm. Okay, Park Avenue OBGYN. Yes, I was like, how you doing? <laughs> I was like, he doesn't have to tell me to relax because I'm relaxed. You know, like, I was like... <laughs> so, I mean, I had him meet Zach. It was great. When we were getting ready to, we were getting closer to the days, you know, he even said, like, stop working. I didn't listen. Rob actually kicked me out of Macy's. He said, you're done. He's like, you're having contractions every two seconds that I'm walking with you. I'm not going to give, like, I'm not going to deliver your baby. I know you want to. Loki did. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to. So it it was so nice to have Zach there. When we went to the hospital, we had everything planned out. So we already had the condo cleaned up. We had my overnight bag ready. He downloaded music onto his phone that he knew wow. I wanted so I could be soothed during the whole process. Um, you know, everything was everything was lined up. You know, I woke up at like I told him the night before too. We were sitting on his parents' couch, I remember, and I said, He's coming tomorrow. I don't know what time. But he's coming tomorrow. 3 a.m.? Really? 
Yeah, 3 a.m. My water broke. <clears throat> and I can't explain it, but when you know, you know. So you know, yeah. You know, yeah. And so during my pregnancy with him, like during the labor, I had his mom and then I had him. I had him because he's husband. I had mom because she needed to keep him in check. So I didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. And you really have to think about that kind of stuff. You know, how am I gonna make this baby come into the world happy? Well, Zach's gonna be a mess. Mom his mom's gonna own it because she's you know, she fucking knows. So I said, Bernie's here. Yeah. The nurse was like, Okay, well, Bianca's gonna start pushing. So she's like, grab her leg, you know, stretch it, and then pull the pillow and hold her. Zach's mom was like, Got it. And Zach's over here like uh, I love it. What do I do? And the nurse is like, honey, grab her leg, hoist that pillow, and hold on. Like, we don't have time. You know? <laughs> like, they like, what? you know, so Bernie was like his his rock That's for me, awesome. for him to be my rock. Yeah, yeah. But um, everything about it was amazing. It was I had, you know, it just, it was all good. It was wonderful. He, he left at one point during our three days to go build the crib because I told him I started stressing out about that. So he instantly left. He never slept the whole time because I didn't sleep. There was a time where I was breastfeeding Hunter in the hospital and he said I fell asleep. So he just sat there holding his head up because I just like, (laughs) he's like, I'm I'm just done. I'm like, this shit does it on his own. <laughs> you know anything. You know what you're doing. You know what's all right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> With Maya, um, it was ugh, it was a horrible not horrible. Because there's people that have like cesarean sections and bleed yeah. out and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't as happy as I had hoped to. I had my dad's wife in the room who I didn't really mm-hmm. care mm-hmm. for. Um, I had a girl that I was friends with. Um, but I wanted somebody else in there. Yeah. So I had two people in there that I didn't want. My doctor was out of town, so I had a different doctor. I was new to the experience. Um, so when I was pushing, I pushed hard and I ripped uh, down there. Yeah. Yeah. So everything about it, no vibe. Nothing, yeah. nothing. I was I was just lost. I was confused. I was too new. This time around, it was smooth. Wow. And like I said, and then every time after that, it's it is just a different experience, like I said. And whether you, like I said, even if you're with somebody and you don't plan it, but you're you're both happy. Yeah, there's a it's the same as if you planned it and you're happy. Yeah. You know? But there's just like it's a different feeling because it's mutual. To just it's, know that it's you're decided both on both. On I think. Same. Yeah, you meet in the middle, and that's yeah. defined highly. And he's, I mean, like he's he's a wonderful father. He really, really is. Like, he's a great, great, he's good to Maya. I mean, Maya goes to him about stuff that she's like, there's no fucking way I'm telling mom. I mean, she would know too. Like, <laughs> I think you're, you're, the, you're, the, you're like, the man, though, in the family. I'm just saying, you know, like, I'm not talking to mom, dad. I'm talking to dad, dad. Because, like, mom, dad be tripping. I'm going to ask him how Because she come out, what? Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, okay? Let yeah. me go to... I'm going to talk to that. Yeah. Like, 100%. <laughs> yeah. 100%. be like, Zach, I didn't do my homework. Well, I have to call your mom. Yeah, I know. But by the time she picks me up, she won't be mad. So please don't. Please don't. Yeah, but like... <laughs> yes, I'm definitely the... That's... Yeah. <laughs> I would literally be like, I call. I, it's not Queen. It's Queenzilla. It is. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
and people I like I don't I admit that you know like <laughs> I'm like I'm crazy not crazy but like I have high expectations you know so it just comes with the territory like I go to zero to 60 in less than a second there's no like you know slow moving but yeah he's I mean it's He's definitely the whole crazy part. Well, I don't want to say crazy. I don't like to say that. Well, not crazy, but you know. But you know. extra, <laughs> elevated. I don't even All know. All the above. Ready? No, like, I'm just ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just any moment. I'm all, someone's about to fuck up and I'm here. Like, I'm right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I will say having, having Zach... Being a single mom and then being a mom that has a significant other, it's night mm-hmm. and day. Now, I'm also lucky to have a supportive husband. Yeah. Some people are married to people who just aren't supportive. Yeah. That doesn't change it. You feel mm-hmm. you feel just as single, yeah. Yeah. if not worse, in certain ways, because that person is there and you're seeing them not give a shit. And that just sits with you. You know, for me, it was out of sight, out of mind. I knew my yeah. truth. This is my path. But if I was with somebody who I was looking to, like, you know, you're the father, you're in our life, we're together, and you're just not doing your part. I I feel uh, like it should never be a chase. I couldn't imagine. You know what I mean? It should be a given. Right. Like, let's do this. We're in this together because it took two to make this one. Right, right. And you should want to. Like, you were sure all about putting that shit in me. So something came out of it. Now we got to, you know. So, yeah, I... I'm blessed to have Zach as um, a good father figure. Now he definitely annoys me on the husband end and like a significant right. other, but that's, I'll see you in two months about that topic. <laughs> this is about kids and he's great. <laughs> oh man. So I have to ask, do you never want kids? I have always wanted to be a father. I mean, that's, it's, it's a given. I think when I realized the path that I was taking to be, you know, gay um because i know how important it was to have my mom there and when i was growing up um and i talked about it with my best friend i guess talking about like i'd rather have it be like a friend to have my child you know in a sense like versus a surrogate or anything like that or an adoption because i want blood you know i want it to be I want to see my features or i want to see you know the person that i'm with his features in our child whatever you know um and then if there's a mother because I, I me going through it you know i think it's important to have that motherly love because that's something that a father cannot give personally I, that's just my you know personal experience but um but yeah i've i've thought of it i'm getting older you know so it's like uh, you know when am i gonna be ready but um I've always wanted to <laughs> I've always wanted to be a dad because I want to be the father that I didn't have. Oh, and cool. I know I would be protective. I definitely pro- I I I would pray that I don't go to jail before they graduate <laughs> for killing um a bully's parent. Yeah. Cuz I already know like you got you got you got daddy Will and you got Mama Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh my child already knows what's up. Okay, so just don't right. piss off the wrong one. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so it will be over, and I'll be having a podcast on it. Okay, so I'm in jail. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> having guests on it and shit. <laughs> right, right. Talking to cellmate number 21, you know. So <laughs> so just all the way. Oh my yes. goodness. Good old angel from the block. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, what would you encourage single parents out there? That you can do it. That anything is possible. And if you really try, and it's cliche, but you will feel like you have to give up. Don't give up. Don't. When you hit your mm -hmm. lowest and you want to tap out and you're drowning in, you know, despair and hopelessness, there's always tomorrow. Mm -hmm. and it'll be worth it in the end everything we do today matters tomorrow that's what i would say because there's many times that i was like i gotta give up you know i can't do this anymore there there isn't yeah. uh you know there's not a there's not a hope for me there's no light at the end of the tunnel but then it's like you look at your baby's face and you're like but that is the light at the end of the tunnel right it is you know you got to refocus that so yeah i would say just keep going just keep going. And if it was a single dad, my number is 602. <laughs> Let me do that last. <laughs> <laughs> like, you keep doing what you doing, okay? <laughs> I'll be I'm, at the end of your light. I'm already okay? <laughs> My tunnel's your tunnel, okay? Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's so funny i would honestly say to single dads i applaud you i think um in a, in our society um we focus a lot on single moms more and it's over single dads are overshadowed by single moms mm -hmm. um and I would seriously say the same thing like i applaud you for doing what you do you know they have that saying mama's baby daddy's maybe wow but you're the one that's changing that you're going against you know that belief and that stereotype that dads always leave their kids mm -hmm. um but they don't there are mm -hmm. men out there that stick around and keep doing you yeah. is what i would say keep doing you yeah and honestly they have their own struggles mm -hmm. you know it's it's nature versus nurture you know women are more nurturing men are more logical in their way of thinking we think with emotions we think with love you know so and definitely like how you're raised you know if you said like you said earlier you know coming from a mexican background it's macho 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 yeah you know what i mean mm -hmm. so <clears throat> but just having to be i mean think about it having to figure out you know if you really think about it like um my wife what if she died giving birth yeah. or uh, what if she yeah. decided she didn't want the kids and you have a newborn baby when a mom's there, we have breastfeeding, we have all that nurturing, <clears throat> you know, a baby hears your mother's, the mother's heartbeat, he or she hears their voice, a baby knows who mama is from the very beginning. Yeah. So a father has to figure out how to be that. Because yeah. the connection where, you know, we had nine months with this baby, you know, it was just the baby and I, and I feel like babies understand that. So for a father to come in and step into that role, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, good for you. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. But really, call me. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. slide in. But by the way, call me. <laughs> Tunnel vision. Um, and like, even Zach has said, Zach has said that if I, like, anything ever happened to me, like, he knows that he would have to do something. But he even said, like, I don't know what I would do. Yeah. If we lost you. Yeah. 
you know he's like because you at the end of the day he's like yeah i love the kids and i'm there for the kids he's like but you're there for the kids yeah you are emotionally and mentally and physically there no matter what mm -hmm. you know if zach's sick he's out he's laying on the bed crying like a baby if i'm sick i'm still sitting there making dinner cleaning yeah. laundry you know he's like you guys are in it to win it yeah you know and that's where that comes in where it's like but yeah zach's always said like shit don't leave Yes, yeah. because <laughs> he's just what I gotta do. Wear a wig. I mean, what? Yeah, yeah, where are we at? Where are we at? Because <laughs> I just can't. No, don't even think about it. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much. This has been such a great, great discussion. Thank you. Um, it's amazing. One question, you know, but I, yeah, it was. <laughs> it's like one question. You're like, you got my all question that. was like how. <laughs> But you know that's what happens when you get on. That's what happens when you get on my show. Uh, you know, like I like to elaborate. Exactly. Like, just I don't want you to think I have an agenda. Um, it's just let's just go. And we definitely did it because I, I feel like it's more organic. And it was I learned a lot, and um, especially a lot about you. Um, kind of like I already, in a sense, had in my mind that's what you were. But now coming from your mouth, it's just like it makes me appreciate you more. And uh, you you deserve what you deserve what you have now. You know, when you said you went through that struggle, you know, um, giving birth to uh, to Maya, and then now, you know, how the the great experience you had when um, giving birth to Hunter, you deserve that. You know, you really, 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 really deserve that. You know, um, and I know you appreciate it. It's not like you took that for granted. You appreciate it, and there's so much so much that was said in this segment, especially you know, saying that you and Zach both met in the middle making that decision it i'm i'm ready yeah me too you know and that, that says speaks so high volume that some people may look over because they haven't experienced it that yet um but definitely something to look forward to but you won't look forward to that if you don't find your own worth which you did a long time ago so i mean you're a hero thank you you know to to maya to hunter to so many women growing up in this because that is hard to find and you know me i'm always talking about self-worth self-worth self-find discovery and all that because it is so important so um but thank you so much for being my my guest thank you for having me segment. about you <laughs> <laughs> single parenting no problem <laughs> no but really though thank you so much i know we talked about this yesterday <laughs> and when you brought it up i was like oh yeah because it is something like i said i don't talk about um it's there you know some people know little bits about it but you know if i don't have to go back to that time i won't but i do hope after listening to you and i talk yeah. on this you know on your podcast that it you know kind of opens up other people's eyes and you know gives them that kind of hope you know and at the end of the day yeah, I hope that Maya turns out to be as confident as you are because you were raised by a single mom, you know, and there are times where, you know, it's hard. It's not, it's not easy, you know, but having, you know, hearing your side of the story and how positive you still see life, you know, and the optimism mm -hmm. and that anything that happened then didn't make you who you are today in that sense in a bad way. You are who you are because it happened, but you aren't who you are in all the bad ways you know you grew from it and that gives me hope that maya will 
find her way and she will become and stay the strong person that she is. So thank you for sharing your side of the story, giving me that kind of light and hope that, you know, it's not all for naught, you know, because as they get older, you know, you kind of like, shit, did I do it right? Not true. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, naturally. You naturally you think about that. I think that's uh every parent's concern. You know, did I do it right? Yes. Um, did I raise it right? Did I love too much? Or you know, I think um parents because I've I've had that with my mom, you know, you know, in my lifestyle, you know, what did I go wrong? Like you didn't do anything wrong. Am I out killing? Am I out hoeing? But you know, <laughs> it, you know, am I doing some of these things that a parent's fear comes from? Thank you so much, Bianca, for being my guest on here. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. This was a lot of fun. I'm so glad we did this. Holy shit. It was good. It was. It was really It good. was nice not being the podcaster and the podcastee instead, if that makes sense. <laughs> that no, that no, I, I get it because you're I feel like it gives you the more platform to kind of like speak on what you will, but then you don't know what the person's gonna ask. You know, so right. it's like, oh, what are they going to ask? But I, I like none of my guests feeling like that. I'm like, don't think about what I'm going to ask. Just don't. Just go with it, you know. And and it's funny because every guest I have gets, what are you going to ask? They get nervous. Um, always at first they get nervous. Like, what are you going to ask? I'm like, don't even think about it. It's not going to be anything like that. It's going to be like me, you, <laughs> in the cafe, in Nachos Cafe shop, right? having a latte or whatever you want to have to drink because he serves everything. And we'll be talking about whatever, you know? So that's what it is. But thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I also would like to, in the description, like I said, I will have um, her and her brother-in-law's um, podcast called Bi Coastal Pod. I'll have that on there. So make sure you guys tune in to also listen to them when they talk about a variety of things and all the guests that they will have on there as well. Please support them. Okay, so... Um, again, thank you, Bianca. Thank you, Will. And I'll have to get both of you guys on here, too. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be a good one. That'll be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show, everybody. So thank you for tuning in to Taco About It Tuesday. If you didn't have a taco, uh, you need to get one and crunch on it, just like Bianca was doing earlier. Amen. I just set, <laughs> I just set the pace for everyone now. Anyone on Taco about a Tuesday is gonna be like, "Fuck, I gotta get a taco now." Right? Like you can't even, you know, half ass it. You can't. You need to go in. You got. You just you set the bar. <laughs> yeah, I'm all sorry. He said taco about it. I'm gonna go ahead and deliver a taco. <laughs> Bye, everyone. And that completes today's Talk About It Tuesday episode on Nachos Cafe. Thank you so much for listening, and see you next Tuesday for the next TBIT episode. And remember. When you run into a mental wall of personal perspective, 